Welcome back to Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the best from the world of CrossFit. Podcasts, news, special interest, health, fitness. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. Hit the notifier so you're the first to know when we have new episodes. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I am the Clydesdale. She is Christine Kohlenbrander. We're so excited to have her tonight. But before we get to her, I need to thank my sponsor, uh, C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor. Uh, they have just come out with these amazing hydration sticks just like a week ago. Uh, just started using them. Uh, I've used some others in the past. It's something that's essential to my training day. And they have some amazing flavors, lemon lime, strawberry banana, and raspberry lemonade. Um, they're not too salty. Uh, they're not too sweet. It's just kind of right down the middle and uh, the perfect hydration after a tough workout. With that, go to, go to ex officialextend.com, sellucore.com, and use the code Clydesdale at checkout and get at least 20% off your order. Thank you so much. And now... Christine, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Really good. Um, I'm so excited to talk to you because I feel like I followed your career the last few years and I've been at all the big moments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've, I've lived and died along with you in those crazy times. So it started at the Mac two years ago. You decide you're going individual and I think we talked to you right after that. You missed out on the games by one point. Yeah. Was it one point? <laughs> it was one point. Uh, wow. And what I, what I want to know is after that happened, how did you look at that situation? Was it a growing learning experience or were you angry? Um. I wouldn't say I was angry. I was disappointed for sure. I just think when you work so hard for something and have a goal in mind and it doesn't turn out like you want it to, you're going to be disappointed. But I don't know. I think I just I feel like I don't know if I like truly believe everything happens for a reason or I like make myself believe that when disappointing things happen. But I just really try to believe that everything happens for a reason and like there was good that still came out of that and um like being on the demo team and just being able to have different experiences that i wouldn't have um not saying that i like would go back and be like oh yeah i'm glad i didn't make it to the games but <laughs> i feel like <laughs> afterwards looking back i can kind of piece some things together and be like oh it's cool that i still had this experience and that experience um so not angry, but disappointed and um, definitely fired me up for the next year. But so you took the lemons, you made them lemonade the best yeah. you could. Yeah, the best I could. Um, and, and enjoyed the experiences you got from that, even though that wasn't the ultimate goal. Yes. Got it. So did what did you learn from that that you needed to change in the next season to be better? Um, I mean, it was so close, right? So like part of me, I had this 
like a newfound confidence of like, okay, wow, there were these top level girls there. That was my first time individually competing against them. You don't really know where you're going to stack up. Um, so part of me was like, okay, I can hang. And then another part of me is like, you better freaking work on your weaknesses so that that never happens again. Um, because I mean, you can always look back and find things that you could have changed or done a little better here and there. And for me, it's the longer workouts. It's the um, running, super aerobic workouts. Um, and that's just something that I'm just continually working on and trying to, it's not something that I think you're just like magically going to be better at. It's something that like day in and day out, you're just trying to move the nail a little bit more forward, you know, and just get a little bit better each day at it. So we go fast forward to the syndicate this year. I think for two straight years, you get put in a very stacked division. Yeah, I was like, here's Sem stacked semifinal. <laughs> right. Because people, games athletes did not make it out of that semifinal. Yeah. Yeah. So, first and of all, with that, bit, I will say a little bit underrated semifinal, I think. Like, oh, you um, maybe, and this is nothing against any of the girls at my semifinal, but a little bit like, like people that maybe the media doesn't hype up a ton, but they're phenomenal athletes, if that makes sense. So like, if you know CrossFit and you looked at the names that were in my semifinal, it's like, yeah, there were some stud athletes there. So I'm, I'm impartial because my coach was there who is Christy. Oh yeah. And Love so, so, you know, I'm impartial and she, crushed the last part of that oh my gosh competition like first 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 <laughs> right and and she's an athlete that doesn't normally win stuff like yeah like it was she was off the chain that weekend mm -hmm. i felt like our semifinal, and even jared said this because we watched all the other semifinals too but i just feel like our semifinal was so like people were running from thing to thing to thing. Like there was no, like it was just very cutthroat and almost like this sense of desperation. <laughs> and afterwards, cause I felt that through the weekend. And then afterwards I came to the realization that I think all of us that qualified except for Haley Adams had to do the last chance qualifier last year. So I think that there was just this like I do not want to do that again, kind of <laughs> mentality. Yeah. I, and we actually talked to Ariel right after, and she was like, I didn't realize how cutthroat it was till it was too late. Yeah. Cause she's, I mean, an amazing athlete. Yeah. So you get there, you start off the weekend with a win. Yeah. It almost felt like even with having the same, people running the event, it was like deja vu, honestly. Right. And, and when I, you're probably going to get to this, but when I failed the last rope climb, I was like, here we go. Like, is this going to be a repeat from last year? Oh. I actually was not going to go into that okay. because 
I don't, I don't want to talk all like CrossFit competition. Okay. okay. I want to get to some other cool stuff, but we, I'm setting up the story. Okay, Okay. So, so you get through the weekend, you, um, I'm trying to think you may, you make it through. We actually talk to you uh, right after the fifth event. I was like, I, I need a moment. <laughs> I was so, that workout hurt so bad. And you, and we talked and I said, here you are again, right on that bubble, but you, you were in a better spot than you were last year. Yeah. And how confident were you going in? And you were like, I wish I was more confident, but at least I'm in a better spot. Yeah. 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 And I think that was just because, I mean, all of those girls were so good that it was just like every workout and every point mattered so much. And then just knowing from the previous year that I came down to one point is like, Hey, you can't let off the brakes at all. Yeah. So you finished the last event do you know at that moment you've made it? I was pretty certain, but then the announcer was being kind of weird. And I was like, wait, <laughs> did I not did I up somehow? But I was pretty confident that I made it, but they dragged it out. Yeah. Cause you finished with three top fives mm -hmm. that weekend. So you finished really strong. Yeah. I can't remember what all my placements were, but. It's all because I was at every North American semi, so it's all a blur in my head what the events were. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, you make it in. What are the emotions you're feeling when your name gets finally announced? Because he was kind of being an ass about <laughs> not naming the name. Yeah. Um, my, it sounds super anticlimactic, but. I was just like, just felt this sense of relief, like, okay, we did it, you know? Um, I'm not usually someone that like jumps up and down and just like starts crying or something like that. It was more like mission accomplished. Okay, let's train for the games now kind of thing. I mean, obviously I was happy, but it was more a sense of relief. So now you, you've made it to the games. You've been a team athlete for years. You finally get that validation that as an individual and an athlete, you're good enough to go to the games. Yeah. And I believe you suffer a wrist injury training for the games. Yeah, my hand, actually. I was doing the handstand ramp. It was a month before the games. Training was going so good. Like, felt really fit, confident. Um, and I was doing the handstand ramp. And I kind of like just tripped over my fingers and it got caught in the fabric and it like went over like that. Um, and I heard a bunch of crazy popping noises and immediately I thought I broke like my whole hand. I mean, it was nasty. Um, went in and got an ultrasound on it and I had like torn tendon right here and on the side, and then I dislocated that joint right here. Um, so they were like, okay, you can do PRP, which is where they take my blood and spin it down and make it sticky and like inject it into the injury spots, hoping that it takes before the game. So usually it takes about three weeks before it starts activating and speeding up the healing process. And we had four weeks. 
Um, so he was like, if this, if you would have done this a week later, I wouldn't even try to do it. Um, and like somebody canceled their appointment the next day, he was able to get me in and get the PRP done right away. Um, so it was really, it sucked that it happened, but it was kind of cool how that part of it worked out. And I was not able to do anything with my hands for those three weeks leading up to the games. Like I could not front rack a barbell. I could not, I couldn't even use my hand to like turn on a light switch. Um, like nothing. Like I could not hang from a bar. Um, no pressure on my hand at all. I couldn't do a push up. Like literally nothing. And I'm like, that messes with your mind so much because you're like, I'm going to the CrossFit Games. <laughs> like, what in the world? Um, but Jared was very adamant, like, just keep keep doing everything you can. And, like, everything we preach in CrossFit, right, like, everything is scalable. So I did all of my programming. I scaled everything. I changed movements. Um, I couldn't swim for the first couple weeks because even the pressure in the pool hurt too bad. But around like two and a half weeks I could start swimming so I started doing like my cardio pieces in the pool I mean obviously I could run and bike and all that kind of stuff but it very much challenged me mentally to like come up with different workouts and but at that three week mark it was seriously like to the day I was like oh it sounds so silly but I could like put enough pressure on my finger to like push the button on my stereo in my car like and I was like oh my gosh and I told my parents and they were like that's all you can do <laughs> I was like no this is good and it was like each day after that I could do a little bit more but at the games it was seriously like every workout that came out we'd go into the warm-up area and see if I was able to do the movement because I hadn't done any of those movements up until that point so one of our listeners said, did you notice a difference afterwards? After, what do you think he's talking about? Probably after the, the, the injection, I'm assuming. Yeah. Were there any after effects after it, it did what it was supposed to do? So initially it gets worse before it gets better because it's like they're basically tearing it up with a needle. Um, like poking holes into it again. And then at that three-week mark, it just rapidly increases the healing time. So, I mean, after the games, I took some time off, but like, I don't have any adverse effects in my hand anymore. So I think it just truly sped up that healing process. Yeah. I, I have a couple things. I, I was a swimmer when I was in high school and I broke my thumb. Mm -hmm. And when people don't realize the pressure that the water puts on your hand, Mm -hmm. It is so like, it hurts so bad mm -hmm. when I tried to swim with that. Um, I can't even imagine with a torn tendon. Yeah, it was intense. But. And do you, do you remember that you were scheduled to do a podcast with us Yeah, right when that happened? I think it was like the day after it happened or something. And I was just, I had no idea what was going on. I didn't know like if I was going to be able to compete. I didn't know what the game plan was. I didn't know if I was going to need surgery, like any of this stuff. And I was like, I can't, I can't pretend everything's okay right now. <laughs> <laughs> you, you sent us a message and you were like, guys, I'm sorry. Um, oh. Something happened and I can't, I can't talk about the games yet. And yeah. I was like, okay. And so we just, we kept it to ourselves 
and uh, and just rooted that you were going to get to the games somehow. Because um, we, um, and you did, and you got there, and you you made it through the weekend, which is a huge accomplishment, right? Yeah, yeah. That kind of became the goal, honestly, for this year. Just I just felt like I didn't really know my body the entire weekend. Um, because I think even though my hand had healed enough to be able to do certain movements, I think my body was still kind of in this like protective mode. So it wasn't letting me push super hard, um, which was really frustrating. And like you train all year to be able to know your body and kind of just be able to go into autopilot when you're competing. And I felt like I didn't know my body at all and just couldn't tap into that like low state you so looking at your results like did you did well in in like a elevated elizabeth which blew me away yeah so that <laughs> one on my hand this part of my hand was fine like through the whole injury so i did so many dips through my injury um because i was able to put pressure right there and that workout, I kind of forgot about that. Cause like you couldn't warm up the dips in the warm up area. There weren't dip bars. And I was a little nervous about the squat cleans with my hands, um, but it was manageable. And then I got through like the first set of dips or whatever and back to my barbell and nobody else was back there yet. And I'm thinking, okay, what's happening? Because <laughs> I don't know. I just, from the other events I had done, just things weren't going that well. And then it clicked. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been doing dips this whole time. Like I can crush this event. So that's kind of the story behind that. Did, did the traverse go easy for you? Yeah, I think from being a gymnast, like we've messed around on parallel bars so much that it just came pretty natural. And it didn't bother the hand because you could keep it in that groove? Yep, I could keep it right here. So Nice. Yeah, and I mean, the barbell generally wouldn't have been an issue for you anyway. Um, yeah, that was another weird part with the injury. It's like all the things that I'm normally, like my strengths, like barbell and gymnastics movements, all of a sudden were the things I was most unsure about. So that was really weird. So after the games, you get to go through the weekend and experience that whole thing. What was the biggest learning experience for you during the games? And what was your favorite moment? Biggest learning experience was probably that, like, I don't even know how to word it. Um, that we're able to do, like, really hard things and, like, even if it's not going the way that you envisioned or hoped, you can tap into a different mindset and still find success in other ways. Like I kind of had to change my mindset about halfway through and because I wasn't having fun because I wasn't doing as well as I had hoped um, and was just disappointed in my performance and my body and just everything that happened. Um, and I just had to kind of change my mindset to like, you get to be here and let's just see each movement, one movement at a time, one workout at a time, like what your body's gonna do. And 
you know, just changing from disappointment to like being present and being grateful. Um, because how many people get the chance for the opportunity, you know, and like, just to be there is really amazing. And of course, I want to do really well. But I think that's my biggest learning moment was just that you still can find success, even if it's not what your original expectations were. And what was your favorite moment? My favorite moment was probably, so before the Capitol event, I was just really struggling mentally. Um, like I wanted to quit. Like I was like, I just mentally am not able to do this. Like I had convinced myself that I was not in the right state of mind to be able to do this. And Jared was just very much like, you know, do the 10 pick flips, take it one thing at a time, like go out on your run. And when I went out on my run, it just, something changed inside of me. It was like, okay, my body's working. I'm doing this. I'm out here. Um, and I think my favorite moment was when I got to the huge hill, my two favorite moments, got to the huge hill at the end of the run and nobody was around except Jared was on the side on his one wheel and he's like, you're doing awesome. And it was just like, oh, I could get emotional, but it was just me and him. And it just felt like everything that I was doubting that morning had just vanished and it was like my mindset had changed and it was like I know I'm doing it you know I wasn't talking to him but felt like <laughs> I, I yeah. could feel him and it was just really special because it was just like nobody else was around and then when I got up past the hill and did the carries or the jerry can carries and then you kind of had to run to the Husafel the crowd was just so insane like it felt like we just got done running a marathon or something like the Boston Marathon the way that they were cheering and it just I felt in that moment even though I was exhausted I could feel how special that moment was and I just like started smiling it was just like the CrossFit community is so amazing and to be able to be part of this when this morning I thought I couldn't do it you know and um, yeah. So the capital so, uh, is different. I, I've been married for 25 years. My wife and I can give each other looks and we don't have to say a word. Yeah. So, so I know that's probably what you were feeling when you saw Jared. Mm -hmm. Right. And the other thing is that crowd, what blew me away is that there were a lot of people in that crowd that never saw CrossFit before. Yeah. There were, people were just downtown. Like just running, like just on a run. I'm like, <laughs> what in the world is going on right now? But kind of cool. Right. Yeah. So I would I had like three crew members with me and I was dropping them at different points so we could get coverage mm -hmm. of everything. And so I got to see the whole route. I got to see people running. And it, you're right, like everybody out was out for their Friday morning run. Mm -hmm. Like it was an, an ordinary day, and here comes the whole CrossFit games past them. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, it seriously was amazing. I, I, I think they accidentally interwove downtown Madison with the CrossFit games and all the people in it. And it 
turned out so spectacular that you could just never recreate that again. Yeah, for sure. So there was a lot of new movements. Did any of those new movements have a, have a bad effect on the hand? Cause I know those handstand pushups looked awful. Yeah. That one was a little bit like getting up onto the block was a little painful. Honestly, the pain in my hand at that point was manageable. It was more like each event that I did just because I hadn't used my hand for a month. It was like, because new tendon is growing on top, you know? And so it's fresh tendon. Um, I think that each event, it just got more fatigued and tired to where when I got to the final event, I'm like, man, I hope I can even hang on to the bar to be able to do a bar muscle up. Just, you don't realize how much you use your grip in CrossFit, like your gripping muscles until they're not there <laughs> or you haven't used them. Um, so the pain was manageable is more the, just the fatigue of the tendon. So now philosophically, the last event you come in, Boz makes it so you can't pace the row. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think that's a good thing that they're, they're kind of modifying that programming to do things like that or, or not? I think you could look at it either way. I think it was interesting to like test our rowing, but that's really what that workout became, right? Like it became a rowing workout and who could recover from the row the fastest. So if that's what they're trying to test, then yeah, that's great programming. But I think especially seeing at the syndicate, the double Jackie workout and how we all had different strategies, especially on the row. Um, and then seeing like the people that were out in front at the beginning weren't in the front at the end, you know, it's like, there's something about strategy and CrossFit workouts. That's really like part of the sport, but also super fun to watch and spectate. So yeah. You I like I like the way you put that. Yeah. yeah my biggest complaint like was I thought they go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, no, you finish. I was just going to say, I just feel like that workout it was just a rowing workout. And then it was like, you just try to recover and gut through the rest of it. Yeah. My, I wish they would have flipped the next to last event and the last event. Yeah. Cause I think it was, was it back nine? That was the next to last. Yep. Second to last. It, it had a cooler finish. Mm, I think so too. And I think it would have made a great last event, but that's just, my little two cents, me little peon. But um, so we have a question from the audience. Did you have to ice the hand the whole weekend? I, I was icing my hand so much. Like Jared was just carrying around ice and I would walk around with ice on my hand. <laughs> um, I would stick it in the ice buckets, just anything I could do. Yeah, lots of ice. So I'm going to get away from the hand. We're not going to talk okay. about it again. We're moving on. So another thing that happened since the last time we talked is you and Jared got married. Oh, we weren't married yet? No, I think we talked to you weeks, maybe okay. a week. It was really close to when you got married. Okay. Yeah, we're married. 
So what was, what was that like? Was the uh, wedding was everything awesome. you hoped it would be? Yeah. I've never been someone that's like, Oh, dreaming of my wedding, but we just made it super intimate and small. Um, my parents did come down, but we stayed in Missouri. It's, it's kind of hard because our family and friends are literally all over the United States. So we just mostly had people that are kind of like family here in Missouri to us come. Um, and there were a lot of people that we wanted to invite to, but it, we just didn't want it to get too big. And basically just had a special little day and that was that. Oh, I can't hear you. I'm sorry, there that's me. I, it, it is my bad habit. I mute and then unmute and forget to unmute. Um, <laughs> you wore something special on your head. Yeah, we made flower crowns. It was really fun. And where did that idea come from? Um, I think I've just always thought they were cute. I probably saw something on Pinterest. And then I had all the girls that were in the wedding or coming to the wedding. Um, we all made them before the wedding. So a little activity. Uh, I always, I like a good craft. <laughs> cool. Well, I know you're an artist. So, and you also um, have a collection with junk brands yeah. and they did something special about your wedding um, flower crown. Um, and I actually have uh, a picture of it. I'm going to share. I thought it was so cool. It's on your Instagram. And so they've made. Yeah. Can you see that? Yes. Yeah. So kind of so that I can always wear my flower crown. Um, so, yeah, that's really special to me. But it turned out really good. And that's been. So the. <laughs> and that and that, that is the segue to the next piece. And that is you're now a dog mom. Yeah, we just got a puppy a couple of weeks ago. He's a German Shepherd. A uh, purebred? Yep, a West German Shepherd. And so cute. Thank you. He's a handful, <laughs> but so cute. Yeah, puppies are tough. Uh, <laughs> mine, mine is not quite two years old, and I think we're just starting to get out of the puppy phase. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And I know he is a terror. Things, like when they start going through a little phase and you check online to see how long it's going to be. And they're like eight more months. <laughs> and you're like, okay. And you guys just moved out to the country. Um, so does Finn have a lot of place to run or still yeah. working on that? Yep. He does. Um, right now, since he's so little, we kind of, we keep an eye on him all the time just because we don't know what he's going to get into, but we're hoping eventually he can kind of learn his boundaries and still be able to roam around outside. Yeah. We're lucky. My dog doesn't want to be away from us. So even when he like runs out the back door, like he's going to run away, he stops and looks, are you still there? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of dog do you have? So. <laughs> I'm always embarrassed to say it's a Chihuahua Yorkie mix. Oh, cute. I don't know. And so he's, he's 22 pounds oh. and he thinks he's a Rottweiler. Oh my gosh. Sometimes those little dogs think they're big. They do. He, he has big man syndrome or small man syndrome, whatever that is. 
<laughs> um, yeah. And he's black and brown, just like a, like a Rottweiler. He has the same coloring. Yeah. Um, but these big, huge ears. Cute. So I want to also share your, um, your collection at junk because I, I love your art. And I said that last time you're on, and this is your collection that anyone can come get. Yeah. And there's your wedding flower crown. Um, but my favorite is this one. It always has been. I love the message. Um, I I would love if they made it in a black with white. They do have one. It's a dark, dark gray. Oh, okay. I don't know. Is that all of them that it's pulling up? It should have. Yeah, that's. Oh, wait, go down more. Whoop. Look. I was going to see if it had, whoop, sorry. Oh, that's so weird. Um, if you type in, or if you go to my Instagram and click on the link in my bio, it should pull it up that way. That's okay. Cool. Well, I will check that out after the show. Okay. Cause this, I love the message on this. Yeah, there is. It's like a super dark charcoal gray with white writing. Awesome. <clears throat> So you, last time we talked about you being an artist and, but you can't really do art and CrossFit at the same time. Cause it takes a lot of a, it takes a lot to do a piece of art. Right. And it's not necessarily relaxing. No, it is. Did okay. I say that? No, I, I'm, I'm just guessing. Oh, I'm, I actually love to do art kind of on my rest days. Um, I feel like it, I like to do both together. I feel like I'm equally artistic and athletic. So being for a long time, I wasn't doing anything artistic while in the CrossFit world. And it was something I was praying about for years. Like, okay, how can I kind of merge these two passions? Um, and then the junk thing came along and it was kind of like, oh, this is really neat. Um, so no, actually, I love it, and it's very relaxing to me. And so is art the way you decompress from training? Sometimes. Um, I don't necessarily have just one thing, but, yeah, art, making bracelets, watching TV, just hanging out with friends, all those things. But you do like your crafts. <laughs> yeah, big crafts. <laughs> and I remember well, you, I like last doing time crafts we had, you with people. Last time we had you on, you were making bracelets and the money was going to a cause. Um, and I bought one. It would, they were awesome. Yeah. Was it the, um, was it the WWJD ones? It was. Yeah. Cool. And it had two other words, right? It was like a set of three. Yeah. What was that? I can't remember, but it was the beaded ones. Right. Yep. Yeah. So. I gave it to my daughter. She's wearing them now. Um, and she loves them as well. Um, but I also want to talk about um, Zalos games. That's fun. So that was, a, that was a unique experience. Yeah, for sure. Very different. So you have four lanes. Um, very intimate in a, just a local gym. Mm -hmm. And you did awesome at the event. You took second. 
in the live event. I contend that that could be the future of CrossFit. Yeah, it was really neat. Um, very different and kind of like didn't really know what to expect, but it was cool. I hope that like, I don't really know the financials on their end, but I hope it was worth it for them as well. Yeah. And I know, I know Jared's goal is to find ways to help support athletes for, to find them ways to make money that doesn't necessarily cost them to go make money. And that's counterintuitive. Um, But I can see like a worldwide tournament done in that style where one weekend you have a Vegas tournament, one weekend, St. Louis, one weekend, New York, and then one, then you'd go overseas and they have the same thing, 12 people, small competition. And then the winners move to like the next level, next level. Because I found as a, as a viewer, it was more fun to watch the stream because you could see all four athletes at all times. That's true. Yeah. You could see what was going on through the whole workout. I hate when all I get to see is the chosen person for the whole stream. Right. I almost wish though, there has to be a solution to that. Like, can't they get like, what if they had a camera in every lane, you know, and then, I don't know. I just feel like there has to be. Yeah. I think, I think that's probably the cost prohibitive part, but what Sevon pulled off with four iPhones. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is low cost of to enter. Um, and we're actually talking about maybe doing that for the uh, fit or pit fit team competition next year. The same thing that Sevon did for Zalos. So the teens can get some exposure that they hardly ever get. Yeah, that's true. So, so you're there. What was it like to be in that intimate setting in a competition where like all the competitors are kind of like just walking around the gym? It honestly kind of just felt like you're at a gym doing a CrossFit workout. Um, I usually have people that I'm training with and you're always kind of competing against them in the gym. And it very much felt that way. So you, you do that. Do you think, are, let me ask you this first. Are you going to Wadapalooza? Yeah, I'm doing team with Fee, Sagafi and Alexis Raptors. Dang. Yeah. Man, there are some stacked teams. That's, that's a really good team. You guys all, you guys balance each other very well. Yeah, I think so. I'm excited to see what the programming is and it should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so do you think getting these little like Zalos and Wadapalooza that you need some of that individual competition in front of a bigger crowd, uh, to get better at the games? Um, I don't necessarily think that is my limiting factor. I think like with being a gymnast growing up, I've, I'm used to being, I mean, when you're the only person on a balance beam in front of a huge crowd, it's like, oh. right. um, so not necessarily, but last year I just wasn't very healthy on the off season. So I didn't get to do many of these extra things. So this year it's kind of just been like, my goal is to stay healthy and, 
if a competition or opportunity presents itself and I'm excited about it, that I'm going to say yes to it. But I do think anytime you compete, it's good experience. I mean, you're always going to learn something about yourself when you compete that you're not going to learn just in your gym. So you're doing Wadapalooza and then what is the plan for next season? Same kind of the same thing you did this year? Yeah. So I have a really good group of people that I train with at CrossFit 417, the gym that Jared and I own. Um, and yeah, I feel like this year I, like I said, have just been healthier through the off season. So I'm able to work on my weaknesses more. So I'm excited to test everything and just kind of see how that is going to pay off. Um, but yeah, going to try to go individually again. So what, what is it like owning a gym and trying to carve out time as an elite athlete? Yeah. So definitely like during the year, there's different levels of my involvement in the gym owning experience. Um, on the off season, I'm obviously a lot more involved. And then as it gets closer to the games, I'm coaching a lot less, obviously like still trying to stay super engaged with the members. I mean, they're all my friends in my community, so that's easy to do. Um, but it's like as volume in training ramps up, sometimes I need Jared to take over some of the stuff a little bit more, which he's not competing in CrossFit anymore. So he's kind of, he's competing in tactical games, but he's kind of transitioned more into like coaching more and, taking care of a lot more stuff at the gym. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. We, we just had a couple of tactical game athletes on. Oh, really? Who? That, that switched over from CrossFit. So E. Shirsch oh, and yeah. uh, Margot Alvarez. Yeah. I just saw E. At, I went to nationals to watch and then Margot wasn't there, but she's awesome. Um, yeah. E, little- I think E was made to be tactical games. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know her very so, well, but she did awesome. Yeah. So, and Jared looks like he could compete in CrossFit tomorrow if he wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Everyone like at Zalus Games, people were like, why isn't he competing anymore? And I'm like, competing in, <laughs> competing in CrossFit's a lot. Like it's, it's a lot. Um, yeah. So, so I think that too. I'm like, just do the open, just do quarterfinals. <laughs> I think that she, I, conned him into doing it all last year and he just isn't training that way anymore and so he did all the quarterfinal workouts and did pretty good but I mean he was sore for like a month like almost got rhabdo from the GHD workout like he just it was he did awesome but I don't think he's gonna do it so then we have the new season with only two semis in North America yeah so my big question for you is Missouri is you're on the Mississippi, but I know that's the dividing line. I think we're West. Ooh, I think if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, that's it's, that's going to be crazy to me. Yeah. And honestly, it's hard to even wrap your brain around it right now because it's a little intimidating when they're just like, Oh yeah, you have five spots with 60 people. And then they're like, 
you know, we can give you extra spots, but when did they decide that, you know, they have this system supposedly, but are they going to award the spots after we compete before we compete? Like I just is, I don't know. I'm just confused. So I'm just staying in my lane and working hard and hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's going to be, that. that's why I say it's crazy. Um, Cause people are trying to predict, we don't even know what the formula no. is. We yeah. don't know. Anything, I mean, they could give but... 15 spots to one. Like we don't know. We have no idea. And then it's hard too. Cause they're like, well, the East coast is so stacked. But what if they give them a million spots and only give us five on the West Coast? That's not fair. Like, I don't know. When I And from a logistics standpoint, you have 60 athletes now at one event. How do you, how do you keep fans engaged? How do yeah. you not be like, there from be seven there in the morning till 10 at night? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm very interested to see how that's going to happen. Or is it going to be My, more like regionals in the past where like, individuals go in the morning and then teams go in the afternoon. I don't know. Yeah. I actually said that to a guest this morning. I'm hoping, I'm hoping they go back to the old regionals format and compress the day for each group of athletes. Yeah. Where there's less of a break in between, but yeah, even yeah, and people you're going to have six heats of 10. That's a lot. I mean, and think yeah. about if you have, a 10 minute workout, that's still an hour. If you have a 20 minute workout, that's two hours. Oh, I know. <laughs> I am not looking forward to that at all because we're there from the beginning to the end. Yeah. Um, and maybe we just won't be able to do that this year. Cause that's, that's a lot. I guess I'm surprised that they didn't say 10 and 10 at each or is that because they might have like 15 at one and five at the other so that's that is possible <laughs> but i think and i think eventually it's not going to be any guaranteed spots mm. so based on their formula once everybody knows what it is and you get a couple years under your belt then they'll tell you at the beginning of the season west gets seven east gets eight Australia gets 12. Yeah. 12. But yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just throwing so numbers out. Every no. continent is like, we deserve more spots, you know, but it's like, and then some people argue, well, we had more open participation. And it's like, that doesn't mean that you have games caliber athletes. Like, not at all. I, when I see that argument, I'm always like, what? Yeah, my open score should not affect how many athletes go to the games from the East. Yeah. I am not an, an elite athlete <laughs> but people at, use by that any stretch. argument like for Europe to have more spots. And it's like, well, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, 20 bad people don't count for one good. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's, that's the problem CrossFit has had since the beginning. And we're getting very philosophical about this, but... <laughs> The open and the affiliates are one aspect of CrossFit and the games are another. Well, yeah. And yes, they can be loosely tied together, right? but you can't base one on the other. Nope. Yeah. They have to have different rules, different, yeah. the whole nine. And yeah. 
I, I was a proponent that they should split. Split what? Split the oh. games from the affiliates. Like two separate entities. Yeah, like in golf, mm -hmm. the PGA is an organization. Yeah. And of and they cover a lot of golf courses. They rent their name to the, the professional tour. Right. It's not there's not a like a a bind between regular Joe golfers and the professionals. Yeah. Even though they play on a PGA course. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And even it's like CrossFit Games athletes, you know, we try to be, and I think it's great to be as involved in the community as possible. But sometimes when you're under this umbrella of we're all the same, it becomes like, why aren't you only, why aren't you doing the class every day? You know? And it's like, I don't know the class. I love doing classes, you know, but it's like two separate things. Right. Right. You, you can't do the class once a day and expect to make the CrossFit games. No, it's not 2007 anymore. No, Ariel Lowen who got, did that. Supposedly, right. It's crazy. And, and I think if you actually had a camera there, she did some extra work. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or their classes are just like three hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I, I'm so excited. I, I got to talk to you. Um, are, so you're going individual this year. You're going to try to make another run at this. Um, I think you're going to be awesome again. Thank um, you. you're only getting better. Um, and the more experience you're getting, the better you're getting. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and I can't wait to watch it in person. We did have one comment that asked, do you have a license for the guns? Do I have a license for the guns? No. For, Just... for your, your guns. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I don't. I thought you meant like, okay, we're getting legal about the guns. <laughs> no, 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 no. This isn't Sevon. We don't need to get political. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, people were commenting on your arms uh, in the comments. Thanks. Um, well, I'm going to go check out your charcoal headband, uh, and get a purchase there. And hopefully we'll see you at the semifinals this year. Cool. Thank you so much for having me. It's good to chat. Yeah. See you soon.